the biggest in the game, my brother. The biggest in the game. Who has done it better than me? Nobody. I back up any talk. You know who this is. DJ Raptor, the Don Dada. And I'm going to tell you something right now if you don't know. I'm still number one.
so strong, man. Don't do too much. Ay. But what you are, man.
So, chill, chilly, willy, penguin, feather, road Cause I'm sippin' pro, yeah, that meth is pro Pro-methazine, yeah, stepping stone Oh, they actin' up, get your weapons on They only killin' time, another second gone I heard your man at home, now you melatonin But you actin' young And you hella grown
Okay, she giving me love, but it fuck my energy up. Every time it's finna be summer, only got the memories of us. And now we industry lovers, they making enemies of us. I mean, them times we in public, they drain this energy from us. Visit Italia, be my senorita. If either or I be there, either way, you need a visa. I ain't talking about master cards, debit cards, either. Credit charge, Kermit the Frog, margaritas? Yeah, I heard she got a man, homie. Yeah, yeah, he wanna lay the hands on me. Yeah. But he should see the way she dance on me. Yeah. Wishing I ain't had no pants on me. Like these other people, this is DJ Graphic. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it honest. This special well. cloth alert. You know what I'm saying? It's DJ Graphic, man. Because I work so hard. Pop, 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 pop. 
It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. It's a party, it's a party. 
some of those. You get me, Jamie? Easy. Nah, nah, that's not me. Act like a waste man, that's not me. Sex any girl, nah, that's not me. Licks any girl, nah, that's not me. Yeah, I used to wear Gucci, I put it all in the bin, cause that's not me. True, I used to look like you, but dressing like a mess, nah, that's not me. It's the return of the Mac, I'm still alive just like Tupac Girls in the front row, girls in the back Spit one lyric, everybody's like brat Flashback to the cold nights in the chat Now I'm in a new whip, counting a big stack Yellow gold chain and the diamonds are black Jack me, nah, you don't wanna do that Anytime you see me wearing a glove Boy, but I know I ain't coming to fight like Jet Lee. Spray this till the clip is empty I know you get what I'm saying, you get me Love for the G's and the N's But we don't love no girls in the ends. Last time I fell in love with a skeptic, But trust me, I will never do that again Nah, no, that's not me Act like a waste man, that's not me Sex in the girl, nah, that's not me any girl, nah, that's not me, yeah I used to wear LV, put it all in the bin Cause that's not me, true I used to look like you, but dressing like a mess Nah, that's not me Remember that one simple rule, always stay. 
stay fly. for you right there in case yeah. you got a little sweaty <laughs> my goodness that's a workout bro yep that's give it up one more time for my feet alright Rafik Rafik we talked about it's, this we uh, talked this about a little you, bit it's like it's, it's really at this point it used to be Rafik but now if it's not too bad, like it, it can be whatever you want it to be. Some people say Rafik, some people say Rafik, some German people say Rafik. Shifty calls me Rafik, but uh, he's, <laughs> he's the only one who can do that. Like anything works, but Rafik, except if you're Shifty, then you get to say that. <laughs> it's Shifty all good. Gets a pass. All right, fair enough. Now, how did you get that name? 
This is a fun story. Are, are we really going to go there, yeah? I mean, you want to give me your political answer or you want to give me the real answer? You tell there, me. There is there is actually two answers. Okay. And I, I think it's okay to say because, like, those people are maybe not going to see this. This if, is DJC.com. Screws. Yeah. But, like, basically, I didn't know that at the time. Like, the truth is, it's, it's a stupid-ass joke. Like, I was on a bus with a friend. It basically means stoner in German spelled backwards and spelled wrong. And then I was just in a competition. And it's like, hey, Rafik, what's up, man? And it's just like, okay, I guess that's who I am now. <laughs> and then, like, if, uh, if, if, like, a daily paper or something asks me that, I will just tell them, like, hey, it's, it's, it means friend in Arabic. It's a stupid-ass name, like DJ, DJ Homie kind of thing. Right. But it's better than the whole, like, yeah. Especially if you're a battle DJ. a good DJ, also a fucking stoner. So... <laughs> So one, were you high? And two, was it good? Yeah, it was good at the time. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. A little bit too good, maybe. And you, and you were talking that you guys were also trying to figure out, like, what Mickey D's or how to even say it. Yeah, I felt like, bad saying that, man. Like, it's... No, it's, uh, no but I hit, him right, I hit you right back that we didn't really know what was going on with your name, so... <laughs> All good. Uh, we were we were trying to figure that out. How you pronounce this? Like Mickey Diaz, maybe. Diaz. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Even, That's a different we even one. Thought about the Mickey D's thing, where we were just nah, nah, no way, man. And then actually, like last week, I was on the phone with my agent, and we were talking about putting the flyer up on Instagram and stuff like that. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I look at the thing. I'm just like, man, we're we're fucking stupid. It says right here. It was like Mickey War. Danger zone. So, yeah, <laughs> sorry for making it so complicated for you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you got to make it easy for the Germans. <laughs> so we read up online that there's a little line that says, "Term tableist turned producer." Yeah. What got you? I mean, is it a natural transition to want to start producing stuff, especially the way you're like kind of your your routines are set up with the padding and, and getting really involved with it, and to like. What's what's inspired you to continue to like want to work on that? Like, I mean, like I don't consider myself necessarily like a turntablist or any of those things. Like, I'm I'm just a dude that likes to make music, and right. I've been like that all my life. Right. And at any given time, there's going to be some kind of music that just drives me more. And when I was a kid, it was drums that I could play to like go there and be that. And then later, it became DJing. Um, but I just think I just want to do whatever I want to do. So like the finger drumming stuff, that was not cool for like a long ass time. And everybody's just like, Hey, you're just pressing buttons and stuff like that. You used to be like a scratching guy. You were good at it. Whatever. Right. Why are you like throwing that away? And it's not that it's like boring or whatever, but like at some point, I guess like everyone who went that way into production is going to like tell you the same thing. It It's not necessarily boring, but like, at some point you don't really know how to grow in that anymore because mm -hmm. it's like more like faster, more noisy or any of those things. And like, um, I guess making beats is just the next step. You know, you make music that people can just listen to where this is something where I guess, I don't know about you guys, but like you, you kind of do that to like amaze people. Like at a battle, everyone has to be like, Jesus. <laughs> like, and that's not, the only reaction there is to music, you know, you can like right. have any kind of feeling in there. So I just think it's, it's like a natural step. And you see that cause there's so many guys like, um, be people like crazy and a track, Uzi, like cashmere cat. There's so many that, that are going that route. So, um, I don't know. I just want to do, I just want to do what I feel like. Dope. 
Now, your parents are classically trained musicians, correct? Yeah. Did they have an influence on your turntablist or, or on your soul sets or just your production? Oh, for sure. Like, um, I didn't know what I was doing for a long time. I guess like a lot of like kids that grow up like being forced kind of to make music don't really appreciate it that much. I was no different. I, I hated it at the time. But you do get this musical like foundation, right. like rhythm harmony or whatever you want to call that shit it's just like these basic things that any music follows and that's an advantage in, in any kind of stuff and for i try to make things fit together well make musical routines and make like musical transitions and stuff like that so it definitely helps because sometimes you don't know like oh this is like the same key and then it changes into that other and they're like complementary so you can flip it you don't need to know that but if you can feel it it's cool and i owe that like i guess to my old folks. <laughs> what instruments did they play? What's that? What did, what instruments did they play? Uh, my dad was a uh, he played the violin, okay. and my mom was a, uh, a, a pianist. Right. <laughs> That's a funny word. And like, uh, <laughs> sorry, <Yes>. mom. And <laughs> uh, and she played she played cello, and uh, she's a teacher now. Actually, she <laughs> writes books about like um, NLP for musicians and stuff, which was also cool later when I was like getting into battles would get super nervous and she would sit me down and be like hey can like you can chill out and do this and that and that really helped so does she still listen to your music yeah they do does they, she say they wrong, tell me they like nope. it sometimes i don't like, out of i'm key. not sure huh <laughs> does she tell you if it's out of key or she check you oh yeah yeah she yeah. will actually do that and you know what's funny there's like this other dj rafik uh from france and he makes like edm kind of stuff and my mom gets like super upset. Like she calls me up. She's like, what is this shit? She on I'm SoundCloud? Just like, just... I, that's not mine. And she's like, you didn't make that, right? I'm like, no, 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 don't worry. It's like some pumping EDS. She's it, like, I'm wait, fucking wait, where is did it, she hear is that? Is it the at DJ Rafiq with no uh, underscore in it? Is it the guy with the long hair? No, he's got like short hair. I think there's a bunch of them actually. And you know what? <laughs> like I'm when I say this, I'm not like fronting or whatever because their name is actually Rafiq. It's like a, it's an Arab name. So Okay. That's I can't I can't exactly call them and tell them not to do that anymore. You know? We could call Instagram and be like, "Yo, like, this guy sucks." I got to be faster. <laughs> That's the one thing. I, oh. I, actually, that I did do. I'm gonna snitch on myself. Like, I did I did that, <laughs> but um, yeah, didn't work they, out. They and it's like it's not even worth fighting that. Then you get like another fucking thing, and it's cool. So you have a collaboration with Craze called "Feel My Sound." How mm-hmm. did that come about? There's two now, actually. Uh, forgot the name of the other one but we had two tracks uh one is feel my sound that came out like as a slow roast exclusive and the other one was on ecp uh recently and um i don't know like i think the first time i'm a craze was in berlin for sure like we we did a party together uh that my boy Huy was putting on and that's the first time i met him and i was all like oh crap like dj craze you know and then um i had this like machine thing that i did like in the end, I had that at the time, and he was like super mind blown by that. So we started like talking or whatever, and then a few years later, um, which is like last year basically, we were in Berlin together to do the native sessions, and then we booked the uh, the Red Bull studio for a day, and it just worked out pretty well. So next time he came to Germany, he came to my house, we made that other tune and stuff. So. Um, and the next one is going to be on my record, so it's going to hey. be more. Yeah, it was really easy to work with that guy, man. How did the exchange go in the production? Did you kick it off with some like kicks and bass, and then uh, feed it to him? It go, I think. Yeah, he he had this like acapella thing. It's like some old school house acapella, I think, mm. from the UK. He had that, and then um, we we're just messing around with like drums and different things. And actually, first 
the song was really, really different. It was like a super dubby, like heavy thing. And then um, I was supposed to take that home and like do a little something to it and send it back to him. And I ended up like flipping the whole thing. And then it became that. And then we were kind of like, oh shit, now it's completely different. Does that even make sense? But then he like took that like a, a step further and whatever. And then it became like this bouncy type thing. Nope. So, <laughs> sorry. So, Red Bull 3 style. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk about it. And we talked about it. <laughs> it works. So this time it works. Yeah. For we, no, we were talking always. about it uh, prior to the show. Uh, you know that you actually were able to like kind of make fun of it, and like you're like now like you feel like I wouldn't say the word is better, but like you know how did you grow from that experience? And and let's just talk about the what happened first. There there's so many things. I, I mean I feel great now. Like this right. is it's like um, it was bad at the time, but it's like an experience that I didn't have before. And I think that helps you grow. That night it sucked, but anyways, um, I mean that's a long story, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to to shorten it. But first, I was like a bit late on my preparations. Okay. So I told myself like, man, you gotta like if you want this, you gotta pick it up a little bit. And then I started working really hard. And then this little girl on the train, just like super excited, and she like knocks over my coffee and she hits it right in my uh, in my uh, keyboard. So computer is screwed, whatever. I get a new one. Old one was working with El Capitan. Then I get the new one, but like the biggest one. So like I'm not going to have any problems or whatever. Right. And this thing is just like all over the place. I was like train wrecking shows and stuff like that. Like really, really bad. I told you earlier, like some people you hear like this kind of like digital distortion shit going mm -hmm. on. And like uh, when that happened for me, I would get that. And that was like the cue to like just turn off the music because the next 10 seconds is just going to be madness. So I ended up like DJing, just like hear that and I'll just turn off the music. And that's all that people see is like this guy is just like turning off the music, looking at us stupid, just like like that. You got to just then, look at the sound guy, bro. Just pull it out. I was trying to play it off, you? but man, it was terrible. So anyways, <laughs> yeah. like um, I'm trying to like get my computer right. Like two weeks before the thing, I'm supposed to work on it and it's not really not really going too well. So like shit just happens and happens and happens. And then in the end, um, I got everything working. I had a set that I was cool with. And I was confident, you know, that it's going to work out. So, like, and I also felt like, oh, I already went through the shit. So, like, I paid my dues already. Right. And then in the end, uh, I went on stage. And there was, like, massive, like, condensation going on. Because the club was super stupid hot. And, like, uh, the backstage was super cold. So, you, and there was, like... There was, like, a crowd of people, let's not get into that more, that, like, was not really, like, on my side. <laughs> so I take my I take my computer out, and I think it's, like, someone poured water in this. It's, like, for sure, because everything is fucking wet and stuff. But then I realized, like, it's the condensation. I have, like, these, you know, like, when you get a beer bottle out of the, the fridge? Yeah. And it's, like, these drops on it. I had drops on my mixer that's, like, this big, and right next to the, to the faders and stuff. Oh, I'm looking at the dude, and I'm just, like fuck man what is this and he just like kind of dries it off and it didn't take five seconds it's the same thing so okay man like gotta go and then i start and the line faders are not working so i'm just like okay anyways like it's gonna be okay but then i have like this thing that's like line faders only i'm standing there like this nothing happens people looking at me like what the hell so i stopped and then um 
I had to do like a second run. We had like we we actually broke another Z2 trying to figure out what the hell is going on and almost did another one, but then I was like I think this is like the problem. So anyways, I come back out and then um the bass was just super hardcore. So you would have but everyone had that problem that night, but it's just too much at some point. It doesn't matter like what you have. Right. If someone else does his thing clean, it's got to win. And it's like for me the beef that night that I had was not that I lost the competition or how, of course I was disappointed, but there was like other things that I was like upset with. Yeah. But in the end, and you know, what's really crazy. Like uh, a friend of mine overheard the, uh, the judges and he came to me, he's like, man, I think, I think you still won. So I'm on the stage and I'm thinking like, Oh God, like this, uh, they're going to call me out. People are going to throw shit at me or whatever. <laughs> Make like this super long pause. I'm still thinking I'm going to win. And he calls out, the other guy so like oh man and it, it felt really bad for a few days but then uh my buddy joe pushed me to like who helped me a lot with the production um he just pushed me to put out the video and then things started to get a bit brighter really fast <laughs> so like putting out the video really like kind of helped get over it maybe that was like yeah that was the because people were showing so much love and it was a really good reaction and i didn't expect it to take off like that it's not that it went like stupid viral or whatever but i was kind of going for like a thousand likes or something like that maybe like a maybe a hundred thousand views or something like that right so in the end i was really really happy and then um i think also because i just like happened like i think if you're a good sport people make you feel like all right if shit happens and then in the end I thought I buried my career that night. I thought I'm just like the the the, the six-time world champion that like doesn't do shit for ten years, then comes back and he just like gets his ass kicked. And it felt it felt crazy. I thought like okay, like my reputation is down the toilet, and it's not. So it's cool. <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the Mickey D show. Can't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> See. So who who are the guys that you looked up to? Back back in the day, like you're a DMC days. So many. Like, um I think I think people that really had like a huge influence is definitely pickles. Cause um I mean first back then there was no internet and in Germany there's also not so much stuff on TV, so I couldn't really get that much info. So Funk Flex, I could like reverse engineer some simple like tear scratches and stuff like that. Uh Premiere, I was like kind of figuring out what he's doing just by listening like backwards forwards and then um in 2000 um i was at this gig and there was another dj and he told me about isp and stuff so i got the video turntable mechanics and like they explain so much stuff and d styles does like this ridiculous freestyle it's still like one of my favorites of all time and like uh yeah that 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 helped to take it to another level be like oh this is like skateboarding almost you know you got like tricks to everything next thing i figured out like i found out about dmc i didn't know anything about that and then um it didn't take long for craze to actually enter the picture and i think like i think craze is probably like my favorite battle dj of all time and then there's there's people like i don't know like i mean qbert for me like also gave me a big big push he's like a god <laughs> Right. And uh like he he also like gave me like a really good pep talk. I don't know, like kind of pushed me to like believe in crazy stuff and it all <laughs> happened, you know, it's crazy. Like it was like write that shit down, it's gonna happen and man, like it's probably because of him but everything happened. And like um 
I don't know, like Rockazoid, Toad Cell. There's so many. For everything, I got like someone that I really admire. And like recently, Zach, man. Zach's Four Color Zach. I never really thought about like stuff like that. So someone like this just coming fresh with new ideas and stuff. It's like, it's amazing. That's what I think like DMC is missing. Not anything against DMC, but we need like this DJ noise dude or whatever that comes by with like some completely new shit. And I think like Zach did that for the three style thing where everything just makes perfect sense. And it's more like for, for like a bigger crowd. Do you think the battle scene in Europe was competitive competitive enough for you, or did you do you think that going international was was more competitive? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Europe DMC is like, wise, Europe is, is like there's a lot of different um, styles. I think like there's like the the way that it looked like for me was that first states were dominating everything for years and years and or decades. And then um, the the British kind of got in there, yeah. Scratch Perverts right. and all these guys. And then um, the French kind of took over, had like their thing going on. I mean, all in Europe, right? There's like also Japan and whatever. And then, um, then Germany kind of came along. I think it's always like competition kind of grows at the same time. So like if, <laughs> if there's anyone who's kind of killing it, that someone has like friends who are also really talented and yeah. they see what's possible. You know, sometimes people don't go far because they don't know what's possible. And then, but if you know someone, you know, like this guy is cooking with water, this guy pisses and shits all over the place, you know, like it's just the same. So you know you can do that. And if you know you can do it, it's way more, uh, I think it's way more likely that you're actually going to do that. But I think that the European scene for me, like, uh, was so competitive that it actually like got me to the place where I could do some stuff because I was meeting people that were much better than me at the time and um yeah could like benefit from that and then get closer and closer and then you get like second place and then you know like hey next year it's over in in any of those in any of those um championship wins did you feel there was like you did you have any doubts in winning like after you heard someone else said did you think fuck um you felt confident in all of them like got this no i mean like i never when i won i never i never really i mean you don't know you before they say your name you find all kinds of reasons why it's not going to happen but you do still kind of know like before it's like i'm here to win this um but like i think interestingly like any it doesn't matter if i won or lost it was never like a crazy surprise i think actually like losing and not winning can can just like do so much more because you know what you're doing wrong there's like two types of personalities maybe like the guy who can't like place that and is like embarrassed in front of his friends and will like do the whole i got robbed routine and then there's like the okay what happened you know like i guess five people in the judging panel have a point like what can i take home and then come back next year and just kill it sick well, I have a well. DJ City, John Bender, they're our family. You did a video with them. Yeah. How 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 was that process, and and how was it like, kind of like putting that together? Um, and how long did it take to put together? That video was dope. That was that was dope as hell. That was like unexpected, actually. Um, the way it worked is, I was in Japan for the DMC. Yeah. And um, 
Yuto, the guy who won, is just ridiculous. Like, he's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Karik, five times DMC team champions, they're fucking killing it. And they right. got, like, this... I don't know. Like, in Japan, they have a very specific approach to music. I wouldn't say that it, like, it sounds different for every guy, but you, they have, like, this Japanese percussion thing, like, this kind of thing going yeah. on. And, like, um, they basically just put us in the room, just like here, right. in the in the uh, native instruments office okay. and we had like a few hours to come up with something and then i think we had like an hour to record so the whole thing happened in like uh maybe five hours or whatever and it was just like we got to find one idea and then we stick with it and then we kind of form it out and whatever and it just like happened to work really well i was so worried because yeah. i'm fucking slow sometimes you know like when when it's like could it be because of your stuff. name backwards misspelled? Huh? I said, could it have been because of your name? It might have something to do with that. Maybe, I don't know. But, like, it's... Uh, I, I can't say if I'm going to have, like, a good day working or not. Right. There's people that can just go, and they're going to, like, do something, stick with it. Right. If I don't like what I'm doing, I'm having a fucking hard time to, to stick with it. Right. But that I really enjoyed. And then... Um, we had like a lot of takes and the one that worked out was like the best we had we were like we had to go to some other place and play all of us so yeah. it was kind of tight but then i was a bit worried about my own part whatever then the video came out i'm just like okay this was dope and then you never know how people are going to react to that but they were they were really into it so it was, yeah. it was dope and these yeah. guys are amazing they're actually japan man it's crazy what's happening over there right now like they got um Everyone out there is crazy. Like the whole level, you know this kid Rena, right? Like yeah, the yeah. little twelve-year-old yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. That dude is serious. Like it's not. It's not like a he's cool because he's a kid type thing. Like that right. guy is sick, and the, he didn't place because everyone else is like experienced and sick at the same time. But they got so much heat going on. Like I don't. I don't know what those guys are going to be up to in the future. But like it was. It was cool to work with that. You were how old when you went your first take shot? Huh? Oh no! Okay. Take <laughs> I thought you were asking me how old I am. No, now. no, no, not right now. <laughs> Nineteen. No, when you first won your your first battle, and then so my my question on the follow up with that, since Danger answered it, was how do you feel about the next generation of DJs, like the youth, and you know, kind of how A Track got in the battle scene, you know, early. Mm. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, in the videos that are coming out, and how I mean, I'm asking like three questions in one, but I mean, like the like. When I see, like, a younger kid yeah. that is dope, yeah. it means, like, everything. Because that is the stamp that we have something going on. You know, right. like, if there's kids taking over, um, I'm surprised that they're still doing this. I'm surprised that, like, turntable sales are going back up and, like, they kind of prefer that over there to controllers and stuff like that. Right. And they use those... They know it's dope, but they also know they have something else to do. Right. And um, it keeps the whole thing alive. So if you don't have, like, a younger generation coming, we're all just going to be, like, a bunch of old dudes um, scratching and talking about the good old days when shit was real and anything, you know? And th that's that's a great thing that we got, like, uh, uh, kids getting into it. And I wasn't that young. Like, I was 13 when I started to DJ, right. which is young. But then I was, like... I think 18, 19 when I started to battle and it took a long, long time to figure that out. Now you have kids like Rena who is 12 years old but has been DJing for five years already. <laughs> you know, that's just scary. <laughs> <laughs> 
and like um i don't know like <coughs> i when sense. i was talking to him i'm just like man you're just like a, this is a serious artist he's not just cool because he's a kid what what i don't it's not that i don't like that but what i don't understand is when there's like some toddler coming along you know that has like some rhythm right and it's like it's fucking cute yeah you know cool yeah and i, I it's adorable you know right. but everyone is like oh my god this is the future you know and i'm just like man if you keep talking like this the kid is not going to enjoy this in like the next two years and that's basically what happens those guys they're already making a decision they're like this is what i want like right. daddy is actually like pushing them be like if you want you can do this not like go ahead and do this because like i i'm also a dj it's gonna make me feel good or whatever i don't know like i don't want to talk shit about that but i take that very serious are you taking well, are you say. telling parents how to raise their children is that what you're doing right now <laughs> i mean yeah like, I mean, <laughs> actually no, I yeah mean, no what i what i am saying is that like there was like this one case where um where this was happening and then there was a competition and then that's like heartbreaking for a kid if it if everyone tells him like hey man you're so good you're like the best ever and then there's a competition where they're being judged on like a normal basis then i think it's a problem you know because they're going to be really it's going to be a big deal for them they're, they're going to lose they're going to be crying and stuff it's going to like destroy the whole thing and um that's why i think it's cool to have those like to look at something like that and be a little bit mature and you know like they can actually make a decision if they want this or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nothing a Capri Sun can't fix. What's that? <laughs> uh, do you have Capri Suns out there? No? It's a little juice? Never mind. A little, little a juice thing. pack. A little kids love them. <laughs> Yoo-hoo's, Capri Suns. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mickey D's show, you're you're now our last guest of the year. Yeah. Who do you want to see next? It's an on. Oh. Oh, he pulls out a list. Oh, oh. Man, like <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask me this. Uh, no, no, it's like I didn't expect you to ask me this, but like, great. Since you, uh, okay. since you always do DJs, I think like I don't know why I'm thinking about a rap music now, but like someone like that, like someone who does like a little bit of difference. So, 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 all right, so like you I would love to see a D cells one. So you wanna, so you wanna, you're you're okay with the Mickey D show venturing off of. Just DJ, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Just getting some <laughs> Why feedback. Why not? Like this. This is like that's what I'm saying. Like you know, if whatever floats your boat. You should, that's what's up. You should just do it. All right. We're on a with that yeah. one. Okay. And then who was your favorite guest? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's, I think uh, favorite guest. I think is probably going to be Craze. Um, favorite set. Uh, I'll give it to Zach. Okay. Um, Woody's, I haven't seen the complete thing. Yeah. But I appreciate that he came completely different. Right. You know, so that's why I actually haven't seen the whole thing because I wasn't like, I didn't have the time. I was just like, gonna check this out. Right. For real. So, so you have like a, a Mickey D's playlist so you gotta go back. Yeah, and exactly. Through. Rafik's <laughs> Mickey D's playlist on YouTube. Well, shit. Thank you so much, DJ Rafik Rafik. Give it up one more time. And, of course, we got to announce our winner of our Shure 750 DJ headphones. And it's going to be in this group text. DJ Tim Famous from Toronto. And, oh, the Z2. And, and, it's all together. Whole shebang. Whole shebang. You get the mixer, too. Sick. Oh, it's not. That's not. Makes you wonder why you didn't tweet. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> Native Instruments, Mega DJ. Shout out to Native Instruments, Mega DJ Center, of course. Not just for the headphones, but for Deja and I's new Uh-oh. needle cases. Thank you so much. Shit. No, and of course, DJ City. And uh, damn, that's a crazy prize. Way to end the season on the trivia. Or not, not even trivia, on the giveaway. Cool. DJ Danger Zone. Yeah. Rafiq, got it. Come, come, come sit go, down. Go hang out come, over come there. Come have a seat. <laughs> yeah. Talk with me. Talk with me. I'll get you a Capri Sun. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Caprice liquor store across the street. Yeah, for real. You gotta find one. How how you feeling? You better now? Cool. Okay, yeah. Nice and we're all right. Yeah, this, this, we need to get him a medical card. Yeah. You know, I say this all the time, but you should have seen this place before. It's pretty shitty. Yeah? Yeah. How long has it been like this? Um we need to change it. How long ago have we had this? This is about a year now. Still that we have the remodel, so and then before that, it was just a bunch of storage, and we were just in here. It's dope. You and guys are killing crazy. it. Like I came here, I see the office, <clears throat> see like a bunch of German whips. Like, yeah, All right, yeah. yeah. It's, going, it's going well at DJC. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, DJ Danger Zone. Yeah. How you feeling, sir? I'm good. I'm just trying to make sure we get some sound going through here. You don't need sound, man. Oh, it's the, oh, it Styles. Styles, the button. Styles, the button. Remember? The switch? Is it? Is it? I think it's the switch. I think it's the switch. It was a switch. Is that it? I figured that thing yeah, out. Yeah, good job, Mike. Got it. What you got for us? Oh, man. Some ASAP Ma, Big Sean, Stay Loose. Can you play more you know Kanye me? songs from the St. Pablo tour? Because I know that's going to irritate Styles. What's that? <laughs> I said more Kanye songs off the tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many did you go? To, how many shows did you go to? Four. Jesus. You went to five. See, I'm not the only don't, one. don't 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 cut us short. You went to five out of six. Four. Shows. Four out of six. Okay, you gonna answer Styles' question? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to two for free. Okay. So and then the other two were just I wanted to experience the one was for a video that we had to shoot for for a, sh- a show that I'm on, and then the other one was to just be in the Pit. Just to be in the middle? Okay. The pit and was I'll alive? I'll say this. Anybody, because I know the, the Honda Center show's coming up. I'm not going to that. But <laughs> if you're going to go to the show, you got to be in the pit. Like, there's three ways to look at the show. I won't give the, I won't give away, like, what it's supposed to be. But there's three different ways you can look at the show. It's pretty fucking genius, I think. And it was just dope. You know what? I, I will say this. If you have a chance to either go to the Honda Center or the Staples Center, the ticket might be cheaper at the Honda Center, but your experience will be better at the Staples Center. I, I saw that- I saw Watch the Throne at Staple, and then I saw Yeezus at Honda. Mm-hmm. And yeah, pay that extra money to go to Staples Center. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Staples Center. Forum. The Forum. Either or, but the Honda, it's just a small arena. It's oh, not no, you got to watch it. Yeah, the Forum's yeah. sick. Yeah. But so. Yeezus was, eh, Watch the Throne. Yeah. Watch the Throne's pretty dope. Anyway, good sir. What do you got for us? You got. You already said that. Let's just get into it. DJ Danger Zone's in the mix. This is a Mickey D show. I'm done. (laughs) 